If you want peace, prepare for war. This is Parabellum, a Cyberbit podcast. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is Eddie Almer, and I'm running product management for uh, Cyberbit. Today, we're going to have a very interesting case study from a CISO. You can guess where the CISO is from, from this slide. He will talk about uh, the deployment of a cybersecurity solution for uh, power plants. If you have any questions, feel free to write them in the question box. We will have a couple of polls, and I would encourage you to uh, vote, especially since we have a very varied group today. Not everybody is coming from power companies, and I, we would love to hear uh, your opinions and your thoughts uh, on what we're showing here today. Yoav Sagi is the Infrastructure Manager and CISO of OPC Energy. Yoav, welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome. We were just talking about a bit of the housekeepings, and we're just getting ready for you because it's you that everybody wants to hear today. So welcome. Thank you very much. I'm here. Excellent. The show is yours. Uh, we'll be happy to hear about your experience uh, and about your company. Okay, thank you very much. So uh, good morning, everyone. For us, for us, it's evening here, but uh, for most of you, I believe it's morning. Um, uh, my name is uh, Yoav Sagi. I'm uh, uh, working at uh, OPC Energy for about seven and a half years, and uh, um, all of them uh, in the IT side of the business and in several uh, several uh, uh, posts and my current uh, post is I'm uh, the infrastructure uh, manager and the CISO for the um, uh, company. Uh, OPC is the first and the largest uh, um, private electricity manufacturer in Israel. Um, we currently uh, have uh, currently we uh, have uh, uh, three uh, running projects. One of them is OPC Rotem, which is a uh, running uh, uh, power plant uh, located at uh, uh, southern Israel. Uh, combined cycle uh, power plant, which means that it uh, uh, produces electricity from uh, natural gas and steam. Uh, this uh, uh, plant is working for about uh, seven years and we were involved from the uh, very beginning of entrepreneuring the project and managing the uh, building of the uh, plant itself and afterwards the maintenance and running and all the employees that uh, uh, operates the power plants are OPC employees. Uh, for uh, our next project, which is currently on the last phases of uh, commissioning, is the Hadera project. Uh, here we have a, a plant which is uh, um, also combined cycle, but uh, it produces a, a steam not only for uh, itself to produce more electricity, but also for uh, a paper mill which is located nearby, and uh, we provide the energy for the paper mill to operate. This uh, uh, power plant will produce about 140 uh, megawatts and uh, steam. And our last project is uh, uh, Zomet, which is currently on the planning phase. We are now working with engineers on the blueprints of uh, how to um, prepare and build this plant. And I'm uh, uh, sharing this with you, uh, first of all, because it's interesting. You. Uh, 
uh, introducing the company. And second, because on the cybersecurity aspect, this is very important because we, uh, as a company, this is something in Israel, it's unique to OPC, other companies don't have this privilege. We um, are involved in the project, other private companies, uh, excuse me, uh, don't have this privilege. The OPC uh, are involved uh, in the um, uh, PowerPoint project from the uh, first day during uh, all the phases uh, that the project has building itself uh, or building the, the project and building itself of course and uh, to the phase that we uh, actually uh, run it and work and uh, produce electricity and uh, if we're looking in the eyes of uh, uh, cyber defense this is very important because uh, we can try to uh, plan the uh, plant as secure as possible. This is not always easy, but we can uh, do our best to do it. And we can, uh, of course, try to protect the environment while the project is being built up. And uh, of course, uh, uh, protecting it while it's running. Now, if we look at the ICS network components and we try to um, see and to, now we go step by step in understanding what are our goals and how do we achieve them? First of all, we need to know that uh, in the industrial uh, business, in the industrial network, uh, we have a new, uh, we have a dedicated or, or special components in the network. Uh, the ICS or the OT network, usually or the, at the beginning of its uh, uh, life, uh, uh, through a few uh, uh, decades ago, was a very proprietary network. Each company uh, invented its own uh, um, components and, and built a, a very uh, complex network, which is the main uh, um, uh, goals of the network was, of course, to be very efficient and uh, to, um, to be safe for the uh, process and the system. And uh, when time uh, goes by and the uh, technology uh, improved, and we uh, today have uh, um, a lot of uh, uh, standards in the IT uh, network. The OT network adopted these standards, and we have uh, some sort of a, a combined network, which includes the, the basis of uh, OT, which is the sensors, the controllers, the programmable controllers, and the uh, SCADA uh, system itself, the uh, operators' uh, uh, posts, and the, the connectivity between these uh, components is being done today on the uh, Ethernet uh, uh, infrastructure we know from the IT world using uh, standard, uh, um, in some cases, standard uh, network equipment, standard uh, firewalls that we know from the, the IT network. So we, we need to have uh, the knowledge, the hybrid knowledge, both from the ICS network and from the IT network, which is a bit of uh, uh, an uh, advantage for us. So let's let's understand uh, uh, what are our goals and how do we uh, plan and how do we uh, build the cyber uh, security or the cyber defense model in OPC. And uh, afterwards, we'll uh, see how do we uh, implement it uh, on field. So first, we need to understand what are we need to protect, what are uh, assets our very uh, important assets. This is something that, of course, management uh, decide and we um, comply. Asset or the main process that OPC 
need to protect is the electricity production continuity. This is the, the uh, our main goal when we're defending the, the systems at OPC. We need to be 100% sure that uh, nothing will affect the electricity uh, producing producing um, process. And this is the, uh, um, our main goal. Uh, even if we uh, think or look at the IT network, and we'll discuss it uh, in details um, in a few minutes. Um, after we understood what we need to protect from, and of course, we need also to protect the uh, IT processes, the business processes, and, and the, the, the files and the uh, contracts, etc. But the main business is to protect the electricity uh, process itself. Now, who, who do we need to protect from? Who are our adversaries that we need to uh, get ready for them? So first of all, can divide the threat into three uh, pillars. It can be an external uh, threat, someone that tries to attack us from the outside. It can be an internal threat, someone that uh, um, can try to attack, it from, attack us from inside, uh, a worker that is not happy with his uh, uh, terms, uh, someone that uh, got in, etc., etc. And uh, uh, the threats can be uh, IT-related or OT-related. We need to map them and to be ready for them. There are technologies. There are malwares, exploits, a lot of threats, which are a piece of code that can do uh, some harm for uh, addressing the technology. Of course, we, we, um, we address it with technology. I will discuss it a bit uh, in, uh, in details later. But our main concern are uh, campaigns, because uh, campaigns are combined of people that have interest and of technology and the people with the interest and the technology can conduct a campaign and the campaign is something which can be very long and very complex and we need to prepare ourselves to these uh, campaigns okay so how do we prepare how we, we know that we have threats uh, we know that we, they can come from the outside from the inside we know that they can be uh, um, technology-based or, or people-based or people and technology-based. So what can we do? Uh, we can choose uh, from three uh, uh, known uh, baselines. One of them is to um, use our IT uh, approach and IT experience. Um, we have a lot of uh, uh, experienced uh, um, uh, um, professionals from this IT security network and we can take the methodology and, and uh, implement it in the OT. This is one approach. The other approach is that we can invent the wheel. We can um, reinvent the wheel. We can use our, uh, uh, we can think together and try to build a new methodology and new tools to, to protect uh, uh, the OT, which is uh, different from the known IT. Or we can uh, choose to uh, rely on uh, known experience to leverage uh, on industry experience and we can try to investigate and try to uh, check for uh, companies or for uh, uh, states that did this and that are willing to share with us the, the basis and the, the uh, concept and the tools that they use in order to protect. The, the answer that OPC chooses is some sort of a combination of the three of these uh, we, we use a lot the, the um, uh, network communities. There's a lot of uh, good people that are willing to share. And there is a lot of uh, IT experience that can be helpful, but we need to be very careful not to copy-paste it, but to choose the, the, the relevant uh, um, methodologies and to implement it right in the system. 
And uh, in some points, you need to be creative and to invent the, the procedure that will suit the uh, uh, current situation that you are dealing with. So it's some sort of a combination of these three. And how do we approach OD security? We know that we have, uh, uh, we can use the, the, the uh, knowledge from IT, the knowledge from the communities, and to be a bit, uh, uh, to invent some uh, uh, ideas from ourselves. But um, uh, uh, if you want to, to take this theory and to be a bit more practical, what OPC is doing is we notice that we uh, can use three pillars and uh, these three pillars can be our um, base that on, upon it we can uh, uh, build our process and, and uh, our um, uh, work uh, methodologies and I will explain. First of all, it's the threat modeling. We know and we discussed it a few slides ago that we have threats. Uh, and we, in the threat modeling, we sit and we map the exact threat. We know that we have internal uh, uh, risk with an internal employee, and he can do uh, uh, some list of actions that can harm some list of systems, and we sit and map the, the entire list of risk that we anticipate that uh, can uh, affect the, the uh, network. And then we build a model, um, some sort of an action that can reduce uh, the risk. And we put this all in a, a document that maps our risk, our actions, and the, the place that we will be after executing the action. And for each of our sites, we have this uh, exact document. And by the way, this document is, is, is uh, our baseline. Uh, from this document, we uh, take a short and a very precise summary and present to our management which are the cyber security risks that we're facing and how are we going to face them. From this document, we uh, take a, a summary which is a bit more uh, detailed and we go to our uh, regulator, which is the Ministry of Energy in Israel, and that, uh, from, that we work together to protect the uh, plant and we show them what is our work plan and how do we plan to protect uh, the network. And uh, we take this document and from it, we build our uh, work schedule and we uh, advise our teams uh, how to execute the, the theory into practice. So the threat modeling is our baseline. But when we look at uh, trying to assemble, to execute the, the, the um, uh, work plan that we um, have from the, this uh, uh, document, uh, we uh, understood that we have two uh, pillars which, is very, which are very important for us and which can uh, be very, very useful to start with. And the first one is visibility. When we and the adversary facing the, the first and the, the, the very most important uh, step in uh, trying to understand what are the threats in the, in the network is for us to understand exactly what we have. And we have an advantages on our adversaries that we are in the network. So we can build our feasibility uh, more thoroughly. This is not that simple on an uh, operational network. Uh, on an uh, old network, it's very uh, hard because it's built uh, uh, layer by layer. And then after uh, some uh, sort of years that the uh, plant is working, you come and you uh, try to uh, put on top of it visibility. It's, uh, um, it's not that easy, but 
there are tools that like like the tool that we use from uh, Cyberbit, but in our case uh, the network are uh, uh, new, so from the beginning we can um, try to have as much visibility as we can. So this is the first step, and the other step is monitoring. We uh, at first step we know what we have, and then we try to uh, uh, allocate as much data as we can from the network. First of all is to, to monitor, to, to, to grab all the data that, that we can. And the second step will, will be to, uh, to analyze it, but we'll discuss it in a, a few slides. So we have threat modeling, which is our baseline. We have visibility, which is very important. Without it, we, we cannot protect because we, we, uh, we will not have a, a full uh, vision of, of what we need to protect. Too. And the monitoring will give us, uh, uh, in combined with the visibility, a very uh, um, accurate uh, picture of what's uh, happening in our network. So we have uh, uh, our uh, goals from management to know what we need to protect. We have our uh, uh, threat modeling, our document that describes how we uh, plan to, to do it. And we have our visibility and we have our monitoring. And now we uh, try to uh, implement the model. A model that can help us understand the adversary point of view and to be ready for it. And when, when we're uh, doing cybersecurity on operational network, on power plants, our enemies, our adversaries are usually not the script kiddie and uh, the, the guy that tries to, to, to steal some uh, credit card information, but uh, we, we, of course, protect ourselves from them, but they are not the, the, the biggest uh, threat that we uh, expect. Our big concern is related to large crime organizations and to states and countries. And in states and countries, the attack methodology will be based on a model, like a, a, an army operation. And the history shows that this model is, is, is very good in, in, in presenting the way that the adversary mind is working. And if we take this uh, model, uh, we are using the SUNS uh, ICS Cyber Kitchen, which is based on the um, uh, Lockheed Martin uh, Cyber Kitchen, which uh, the SUNS took it and um, refined it to be uh, more accurate for an ICS network. And when we take it, we can do defense, not active defense, but defense. Active defense, I mean, not we're, not we're not trying to attack who's trying to attack us, but we're trying to understand how his mind is working and to prepare for it. And I'll go in very uh, fast uh, uh, explaining this, but uh, this is a very interesting uh, uh, model, and I, I advise uh, to, to read and to investigate uh, on it. Uh, the, the model is, is separated in two phases, stage one and stage two. In stage one, the adversary is working in, in itself into our network, trying to reconnaissance, to get the, the uh, intel information, try to get into the network, and usually it will, it will, he will do it on the IT side. And usually he will look for the, for the weakest uh, chain in the, uh, the link in the chain. And uh, usually it will be on the IT side. So when I'm protecting the OT side, I must be very carefully defending the IT as well. And after the adversary is, is uh, got into the network, 
and is uh, building his uh, plans and uh, is, is getting the, the intel it needs and try to harvest his um, permission way up the scale, he will try to go and to make the leap to stage two. And stage two is the stage where the adversary is getting into the ICS, into the OT network. A lot of uh, uh, ways to do this, using VPNs if they are available, trying to, to move even physically with the USB key, like in a, a Stuxnet uh, event, etc. And when the adversary is in stage two, he can uh, try to plan his uh, attack, the D-Day, and to execute his, his plans. And we need to, we can look at these stages and try to uh, uh, um, protect our network and try to look for the, the, the adversary in every step of this stage. And I'll, I'll address how we do it in, in a few seconds, please. Uh, and in, the, in this slide, we see again the ICS cyber kill chain. And here it presents the Ukraine a cyber attack, the uh, Black Energy uh, 3, which was executed on the uh, um, Ukraine uh, uh, power, power substation. And uh, uh, it's very interesting to read. I advise uh, uh, for you to, to go and investigate it and then see there are a lot of them. Um, there are some, not a lot, but there are some uh, very interesting and very uh, technical um, detailed uh, videos in the YouTube which describe step by step what the um, adversary did in the Ukraine attack and it is uh, um, you can analyze it step by step by uh, uh, using the ICS cyber kill chain and then you can uh, um, try to see how you can cope with it and for first step we can uh, uh, you can build your um, threat uh, um, uh, modeling based on it, you can you can know, you know that there are campaigns that worked, and you, you know that there are things that that, that are already done, and uh, for them, of course, we need to be protected, and we need to to, to see if we can think of, of, of a few steps forward, and uh, to have visibility as we told as as I told, and and uh, try to monitor the systems and to 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 catch the adversary in every step uh, uh, on the way. A poll for you now. Uh, what your most pressing OT security challenge is. I can tell you that most of you uh, are interested in actual hardcore security. Some of you have uh, regulation challenges. Some of you have organizational challenges. And actually, in terms of visibility, right now you're uh, somewhat of a minority. So uh, as I'm preparing to close this, uh, we're at roughly a third each for regulation, security, and organizational challenges, around 11% for uh, visibility. So you can see the results now. We'll continue. Okay, thank you very much. So um, when we try to, uh, to use this model and to see how we can uh, uh, use it for our uh, advantage and, and uh, protect ourselves, understanding the way that the adversary mind is working. We uh, look at the stages, and uh, as we look at the, at the first stage, we can uh, divide our actions into three uh, categories. And the first one is technology. Of course, the, the adversary try to insert 
um, codes and, and applications inside the network. So we can we need to be protected for it. We need to have a, a web browsing control, email security, endpoint security, antivirus, CCDS, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to to try to catch uh, the uh, um, tools that the adversary will insert uh, to the network. Uh, if we look at the uh, processes, if we will uh, be uh, the, the other is, uh, aspect that we're using is processes. And in processes, we mean by uh, um, working in an orderly uh, manner and using our uh, internal processes within the company very strict, and then we can narrow our mistakes. Meaning, user management is very, uh, we have procedures that we know which user have uh, which uh, um, permissions. And we, everything is very organized. And then the, the, when a user has been closed, is removed from all these uh, uh, permissions, etc. And then the risks of, of uh, having a, a black holes that we know, don't know that exists is, is, is narrowing. And the third the pillar, which is very important, is people. Uh, usually the, the weakest link is the people, and we are working very hard to to uh, uh, to work with our employees and to increase the awareness with an awareness training. Uh, also, our IT team and our IT SOC team. We will uh, uh, we'll talk about it in, in in a few slides. Uh, are all the time are being educated and being. We were working on the uh, increasing the awareness of the uh, threats that are uh, in the threat mode. Uh, so this is for stage one. This is in the IT network. And if when we go to stage two, things get a bit more, uh, um, uh, not complex, but we have a challenge, a bit more challenging. And uh, on the eyes of technology, on the side of technology, on uh, some of the network, is not that easy to insert the uh, technology that we need to uh, protect, the protection technology into the network. Antiviruses on, an, on a running network, it's very hard to, to put it in because you have to, um, to have the approval of the uh, uh, vendor and you have to, uh, and it's very, very limited. You, you don't have the, the, the free working uh, ability that you have in the IT. So you need to be uh, uh, a bit uh, creative here. And uh, as we discussed a few uh, slides ago, the, the way that we solve it is for us to have visibility. And here we're using the IDS, the cybersecurity SCADA shield, for us to uh, have a, a good visibility of what's going on in the network. And then if we know that's going on in the network, if we know our assets, if we know exactly our assets, not the, the, what we think is our assets, if we know for sure which are the assets that are playing role in my network. If I know for sure, I, uh, I mean me and the INC engineer, knows exactly which communication should be between these assets. And then if a, a, a malicious code gets into the network, I will not catch it with an IT virus. I will catch it when it will uh, uh, try to talk with the controllers. And I will see that controllers that are sh should not be talking to each other try and start to talk uh, with each other. And I can see that the uh, commands that are being passed to the controllers are not commands that should go there because we have deep packet inspection and we have, uh, uh, so we addressed the problem with technology from a different point of view. Instead of, of using the, the legacy uh, protection tools, we try to be creative here 
and to, to, to get a, a, an, another approach, not the approach that we use in IT, and to, to use visibility and monitoring to have the full uh, uh, protection model, model. Of course, on places that, we, that I can put also an endpoint, an antivirus, an EDS, uh, etc., of course I will do it, but this will not be the anchor of my cyber, uh, of my technology tools. The anchor in this network will be a visibility tools from our, on our case, it's the IDS SCADA shield and a monitoring tool from our, uh, on, our uh, from on our side, it's the um, same system, the uh, IBM Curator, we choose the, the system to, um, to, to be our uh, monitoring and data analysis uh, tool. So this is technology-wise. Process-wise, we use the same processes. We manage our users, we manage our changes, we do backups, we have procedures which are very strict and, and, and guard us to that we can uh, react very professionally if something happens. We have backups, we know exactly the, uh, when we did it and how to uh, um, um, restore and we do drills for it. And regarding people, again, we do awareness, but this awareness is, 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 a, is a bit uh, uh, different because here we put the, the focus on the network. We took the uh, technical uh, industrial teams and we explain to them what are the cybersecurity threats and together they use the SCADA shield because for them it's a great tool to have visibility of the network and they use it for the for their interest to view the network and we work together hand by hand to, to uh, understand the network and to be very alert if something has happened and we have an external uh, SOC team which get all the data from the network and then a person sit in front of the data and do the analysis and if uh, as we discussed we have a, a, our major our major concern and our major threat is the uh, campaign which is combined of people and technology so here we we put a, 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 our offense our solution for it we have technology for viewing for monitoring and we have people that can uh, look at the system and try to find the, the anomalies and the, the places which are, uh, uh, you know, the, for example, they can sit and then they can see that the, one of the servers at the OT network is trying to communicate with the external IP address. Then alert will, will rise. They can see that the username is being trying to, to, to log into a server a lot of time until the user is being locked or if we don't have a lock mechanism because we, we cannot allow it in the OT network, we see that the, the, there, are, there is a lot of uh, tries to, to log in and we can uh, um, advise that there is a problem here. Uh, how do we uh, uh, do it? We discuss about the, the theory, let's, let's uh, uh, see it in more uh, practical way. Uh, as we, uh, I uh, um, presented in the first slide, we have three uh, sites currently. Uh, Rotem, Hadera, and uh, Zomet, which is uh, uh, still in the uh, planning phase. And we try to use the same model for all of our uh, plans to be standard and for us so uh, to be, uh, it will be uh, uh, easier to manage. Now, each plant can have a, a different uh, um, a list of uh, security tools within it. For Rotem, we got uh, antivirus and we got the Ovation DCS system, which comes with certain uh, uh, tools. At uh, Hadera, we can have GE. At Summit, we can have uh, uh, some other 
supplier which will bring his own security tools, which is good, but our standard is threat modeling. We have uh, prepared a document that describes the threats for every site, and we have visibility using the SCADA shield, and we have monitoring using the curator allocating all the logs from the uh, network, forwarding the, these logs and the SCADA shield data to centers. One is our local SIM, which uh, has our local uh, analyzers, uh, analysts, uh, look at the logs and raise uh, problems. If we have our local uh, team is also looking on our IT network. And then we have the full model. He's looking on stage one of the ICS uh, cyber uh, kill chain and is looking on phase two. And he can do the uh, 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 combination and the, the allocation and the hybrid thinking for these two networks. And if he can um, uh, see that something is going on in the IT network, which is uh, we can we can um, try to see if it uh, will affect if it's if it's uh, only you know someone that tries to get into the network to do some harm into files or like the the uh, crypto lockers etc. Or we have something more complex here which is aiming itself towards our uh, operational network. So this is our local SIM. Uh, the government SIM, the uh, SOC, the uh, Ministry of Energy SOC, is uh, uh, getting also data from us, but has a different perspective. It looks on the uh, full uh, 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 Israeli uh, electricity producing uh, market and have a bigger picture. And we're working together to understand if there is a bigger campaign or something that uh, uh, can can help us in, in, in protection. How can can we can help them in, in the big in the country picture? And if you know if something happened in our plant, they can, they can check and see if it's something that um, uh, uh, goes on on other plants. So if we're looking here, uh, you can see here the sensors uh, actually on the network monitoring all the traffic. What we can achieve by looking at all this traffic is, first of all, gain the full visibility that uh, we were discussing. And then we can detect known threats, attacks that are using something we already know is bad. We can also detect unknown threats, anything that is just an anomaly compared to the baseline that we uh, have built by looking at what is normal for the network and anything that is not normal any anomaly going from a new host, but all the way down to unusual values for commands could be a threat. And as an additional value, those unusual commands could also indicate operational risks. So we can go all the way from visibility down to very, very detailed view of possible operational risks. So back to you, Yoav. Thank you. So here we have an uh, example of uh, uh, the work we did at uh, Rotem. Rotem site was uh, first built, as I uh, told you about, uh, it was built about uh, seven years ago. And uh, the mindset seven years ago uh, was, uh, of course, for uh, we, we did have uh, cybersecurity in our minds, but it was a different kind of uh, thinking. A lot of uh, things happened uh, during these seven years. And we try to, uh, we have uh, our vision, our uh, threat modeling, and our uh, um, vision of, of how to improve the protection within this uh, network. And uh, last uh, November, we had a chance to implement it because we have a, 
we had a large maintenance uh, uh, work which was planned for uh, this uh, uh, for the power plant and we uh, did the, uh, the following to improve the security uh, putting in uh, in mind the threat modeling the visibility and the monitoring first of all we uh, replaced all the the hardware in the network we uh, we got new PCs and new servers, and we upgraded to the latest OS available, and we narrowed the risk. Uh, uh, in, um, we had a, we did a very big leap here in narrowing the risk while we using hardware that we have spare parts for, and that we using OS that has hardening and has security uh, uh, features within it. Um, we did add um, the uh, in our case the uh, uh, vendor is uh, Emerson and Emerson have a very good package which they call PWCS and we bought it and add it to the network and <clears throat> then we have centralized management for the network we have uh, uh, put in a McAfee uh, EPO system which is uh, use which we use also also for both antivirus and for device management in the OT network and we added centralized backup we will back up each and every server and each and every controller in a, in a central place and we can uh, manage the, the backups more uh, uh, thoroughly. And the last thing we did, we added the uh, segmentation to the network. And uh, uh, on top of, of these uh, uh, three uh, um, bases of the, of the project, we uh, put in the SCADA shield system and the IBM Q Radar, and these uh, uh, put the, uh, the plant in a very good place, uh, cybersecurity-wise. Uh, in parallel to this project, we're uh, building the, our new plant, and now they are both uh, using the same standard. Both of them have uh, the segmentation within, the, the, the vendor application within, the latest hardware OS patching, and on top of all uh, this, we have visibility, which we're using uh, SCADAShield for, and we have monitoring uh, using the um, uh, SIM, the IBM Curator, and, uh, uh, and, and we have, uh, uh, on top of all of this, technology people that are watching the system and analyzing and looking for the campaign to happen and to, to catch. Great, very interesting, and I hope you appreciate the full view of uh, the security plans and the security uh, deployment that OPC did. I will run now the second poll of the day, and I'll run it very quickly. We were wondering, OPC is probably ahead of the pack in terms of their deployment. Where are you with your OT security program? And we can see that many of you are still in the planning stage. Perfectly fine. This is what we see most people in energy and even outside energy doing right now. And there is quite a few of you that already have a program in place and are even quite happy with it. We also have quite a few people that simply found it interesting to listen to you off today and are not planning an OT security program. So I'm going to close the vote and share the results quickly with you. You can see that almost half of you are uh, planning a result, uh, planning a security program. A quarter already have one, and the rest 
are not currently at a stage to consider it. So uh, a little more about SCADA Shield, which is the system that OPC is using for uh, detecting attacks, the complex attacks on its network, and for getting visibility. So uh, we've been live since 2010, uh, deployed to electric grids, to oil and gas, to airports, smart buildings, military sites, primarily airports, but additional types of sites as well, and what are utilities. When you look at SCADA Shield, the full packet inspection that we do of span ports on the switches allow us to do to see all communications to detect uh, infected PLC logic, to detect uh, insecure communications, to see uh, laptops and wireless communications that shouldn't be there, and also to see uh, remote support coming in. The data is collected at uh, the various switches in the network and goes to a central location where it actually gets analyzed and stored for further reference. In terms of values, we can do the discovery and visibility of the network. We have quite a few customers that are willing to stop at this stage. I think that OPC, like many other uh, power companies, has to think also about the actual campaigns from high-end attackers. But some of you who are doing manufacturing may find that the network discovery and visibility is a good first step. And we have quite a few customers that uh, are looking primarily for this value. Then we have the detection of various uh, known vulnerabilities or unknown attacks, as well as uh, operational malfunctions uh, and uh, misconfigurations. What you see here now is a map of a customer. Uh, this is completely scrubbed. You won't see any IP addresses that are true IP addresses. You can see they're hidden here. Uh, and you won't see any customer name here, but you can see here some IT traffic, and you also see some uh, OT, some ICS traffic. Contrary to most what most people think, most networks have those two connected. And you also see here the assets at risk as a result of problematic links that have um, possibly risky communication. You can see the filters and you can see the asset details for everything we see on the map. For each and every one of those assets on the map, you can see a detailed list of all the, of all the data we know about that asset. And you can see the list on the left here. This is only the general data. In addition, we have a network map of the environment around that specific asset a list of alerts of possible attacks, and a list of vulnerabilities that we're building off the model and software version and the NVD database, as well as additional databases. Then, once we have that map and we have the asset list, we have the full visibility, we can start detecting threats. And those could be either known threats. Here, for example, you see an attempt to actually exploit uh, directory traversal vulnerability and reach a password file on a controller. We have clear guidelines for the remediation and you can see the full list of network components impacted. An additional important value is we'll give you a single alert even if multiple different things are happening on the network. 
We won't warn that every single one of them is risky. Rather, we will build a full picture for you and we'll give you a single alert that gives you full visibility. Then, uh, once we find the known bad, we can also find the unknown bad. And in the case of uh, OT networks, simply having an unknown host, the most obvious straightforward thing is a potentially bad thing. But we're going deeper than that. You could, uh, of course, find unknown protocols, or you could find even new pairs of devices that are speaking protocols that were used before, but not between the two of them. For example, two controllers using a protocol that should have been used for HMI to controller communication. That's quite suspicious. We have a deep understanding of uh, OT protocols and uh, a strong focus on specifically the power protocols. And you can see them here, the IC104, IC101, Goose, MMS, C37, and many others that are not listed here, as well as the IP protocols. Like you have explained, many of the attacks that go into OT start on the IT side. The IT side is still easier to attack, uh, but the OT that doesn't have visibility must also have visibility in case the attacker managed to get past your IT defenses. So we have both the IP protocols and the ICS protocols. Before we move on, one more interesting piece of information that we have for you. This is a rel relatively new release for us. It was released just the beginning of this year. And this is Kata Shield Mobile. Uh, this is the same system that was described in this webinar that uh, you have at OPC deployed. And it's packaged in uh, a trolley that you can take with you on a plane. And it allows incident responders and people who are only mapping their network to take it from site to site without deploying anything up front, without leaving anything behind, and get a pretty nice mapping and all the visibility that we showed before. So uh, connect it to the network, quickly discover the assets, and in virtually no time, get a nice map of the network. When you're comparing the two modes of deployment, uh, SCADAShield Mobile is a lot faster, but it won't give you the continuous anomaly detection, policy creation, forensic, as well as the real-time threat detection. It will give you real-time threat detection, but obviously for a very limited amount of time when it is connected before moving it to the next site. Now would be the time for you to really ask questions and take advantage of the fact that uh, Yoav is here with us and has all this great experience deploying an IDS as well as doing a, the whole design of the network and network security from the ground up. So uh, feel free to use the chat uh, and the questions window to ask questions. One question for you, Yoav, is how many attacks do you see on a day-to-day basis? How many alerts, uh, how much time are the people in the SOC spending handling your alerts? On the IT side, we see uh, attacks on a daily basis. Um, we don't have any web uh, services uh, uh, open to the internet, so 
uh, in this uh, uh, pillar we're um, we're saving ourselves from a lot of uh, uh, more uh, uh, potential attacks but we do, we see a lot of uh, um, uh, um, a lot of uh, um, campaigns trying to uh, reach us uh, through the email um, vector and uh, from time to time we also uh, discover uh, things within the network that we suspect that there uh, can be uh, something and we um, uh, investigate them uh, but what we we're working actually on a daily basis we uh, we have uh, attacks great thank you and there's a, a couple of questions here that are uh, around housekeeping. There's a question around, is this recorded and will there be a replay available later? And the answer is, uh, of course, and we'll be happy to provide it to you uh, later. If uh, there are no more questions, then I would thank you very much for this. And for those of you that have uh, commercial questions, uh, around, wow, <laughs> a bunch of commercial uh, questions at the end. So uh, for those of you that would like to know about the cost and about the demo trial version, uh, the answer is uh, not much and yes, of course, and we'll take it offline with you uh, after we finish this. Uh, we'll be very happy to help you with this. Another interesting question around uh, EDR. Is EDR deployed in uh, the network laptops? You have this one is for you, although I think I know the answer. On the IT side, yes. On the OT side, no. <laughs> yeah, on the OT side, we have laptops. We use them for uh, working uh, uh, on the controllers for for uh, backing them up or, and for uh, from for some of the controllers for uh, programming them. But these uh, laptops don't have EDR, uh, and uh, also the HMIs, the, the um, uh, pieces that uh, you're using to um, to work on the network don't have EDRs. They do have uh, uh, the, the the regular antivirus, um, but, but again, uh, our approach is to 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 have the the, um, the visibility uh, from from top. And to see, uh, to use uh, um, uh, tools from the perimeter to to understand the the what's going on in the network. And the EDR is a bit risky for these uh, sensitive uh, uh, computers in the network. Makes up perfect sense. And truth is, uh, we do have an EDR offering. And if uh, any of you is interested in going radical and uh, actually protecting some of the HMIs in uh, a lot tighter way than is currently possible with any other option, then that's uh, a chat we would love to have with you, but this is not commercial uh, yet. Another question uh, around, another couple of questions. So one of them around uh, export of diagrams to Visio. And the answer is no, not to Visio, but we have APIs allowing you to query everything and we can export to uh, PDF the entire map that you saw and subsets of it you can decide to filter uh, so uh, like the gentleman who asked earlier about uh, doing a demo and an evaluation we'll be happy to reach out to you 
and uh, help you uh, see in detail what the system can do. Another question around partnerships with uh, security companies. So uh, absolutely, yes. Uh, today in security, nobody is an island and nobody is doing just one thing and doing it independently. So uh, we're collecting the data, but then we're forwarding syslogs and we have integration with all the major SIM vendors. We also forward uh, those uh, alerts to our SOC system, a system that uh, OPC has not deployed, I would hope say yet. And uh, that system is integrated for automation purposes with uh, all the major uh, security systems out there, and they allow correlation of the alerts we're getting from the network uh, monitoring on the OT side with all the wealth of information of IT security information that you have on the IT side and automate their correlation process, automate the response process. Definitely, we can again discuss in more detail. And if you're a vendor looking to integrate with us, then we'll be happy to also discuss it. I will be the uh, the relevant person for that. So with that, I would like to thank everybody very much for the time today. Lots of questions. So we're even uh, going a little bit uh, over time and they still keep coming in. So I will even answer one or two more. And above all, while you're still all with us, I would like to thank Yoav very, very much for his expertise and for his generosity sharing this with us. And if you have questions for him, then uh, we'll be happy to convey them uh, to him and to help everybody get to the stage where he's at, which is pretty much ahead of the pack. So thank you very much. And now to... <laughs> A couple more questions. So um, how heavily are the vulnerabilities and threat vectors weighed against specific standards? We have uh, reports that are generated against uh, our findings and we can uh, either adjust them to uh, IEC 62443 or to NERC-SIP v5 or to the framework that NIST publishes for ICS, which is uh, 882. If there is uh, anything uh, else, we have the basis and we're actually adding additional regional and vertical uh, types of reports that could be mapped to your specific set of requirement or your specific uh, security framework. There's another question that around uh, the focus for uh, SCADA Shield and the focus for SCADA Shield is 100% network, yes. It is uh, monitoring the network traffic. We're, we can get the uh, host side information from other sources and it's very important for us, especially in the power industry, to be completely passive. Great, so with that, thank you for all of those that stayed with us all that long well beyond the hour, and I hope this was useful for you. Thank you.